on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. It's been Elon time coming, but it sounds like the Twitter deal might actually be over. We're proud to introduce you to 2.1, the latest version of Google Ads Editor, breaking down the new overview page and more updates. And a certain type of Google Ads campaigns get a location targeting to the max. All on today's show. Google Ads Editor. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on July 16th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another fantastic week of news. Greg Finn, what is going on with you this week? Well, if you want to hear more of me and who doesn't, um, (laughs) I jumped on and did a guest hosting spot with the guys over at Edge of the Web, Aaron, Jacob. Morty was out in at MozCon, I believe, and they needed a host. So I jumped on and you can hear more of me over there if you want to on Edge of the Web Radio. So that's what's going on with me if you want more of this. (laughs) Is there like free chips at MozCon? No, but I did see some socks. No, no, no shoes though. Interesting. Okay, Jess Bud, what's up with you? I just have a question, Craig. You won't know the answer. I'm scared. What are these flies in the ladies' oh, room? Oh, it's crazy. Do you feel like you're in the Amityville horror? I flushed one today. Oh, they're like they're like little triangle. They look like fighter jets. Have you been? Do you have, have these I, in the men's room? No, <laughs> right? we don't have flies in our. They're bathroom. like weird little triangle, like black flies. I don't know what they are, but they're everywhere and they're like stuck to things. I think because it gets moist on like the toilet ceramic and they get stuck to the bowl on the outside. I didn't know if it was me. They were just following me. They have a death wish. One just like flew into the toilet today. So I just flushed it right away. I saved a spider out of that toilet once. You put your hands in the water. I got a little Dixie cup, fished them out. That is so much work. (laughs) For a spider that I probably squished the next day. I'm sorry to tell you. I gave it a fighting chance, but I don't know what these flies are. That's literally all that's happening in my life is I feel like insects are following me. (laughs) Okay, well, what's happening in my life is I'm losing my mind. So one example, I was like talking to a client on a call yesterday and I was complimenting her shirt. She had cool branded merch for her company. And I realized halfway through the conversation that I had had the same conversation two weeks before and told her I liked her shirt, the same shirt. Why is she showing up to the meeting in the same shirt? Well, it's fine. And then I wear the same thing every day. I'm not on the show. And then I'm like, do I acknowledge it? Do I just go with it? She's not saying anything. It was terrible. So sorry, other Jess. She forgot to. It is a great shirt. Maybe she forgot as well. Mm -hmm. But another way I'm losing my mind, I was opening, I had a pack of pictures like from Walgreens that I clearly ordered a long time ago. It was pictures of the baby, like maybe before she was one, like six months ago at least. And I'm going through them. Wait, you have a kid? Yeah, you didn't hear? (laughs) Wait, you have two? And there's one photo. I apparently printed out a meme. I guess I should just copy this and put it in the notes so you guys can see. Ooh, I can't wait. Um, That said, 
I freeze hot dog water and serve it to the guests that I don't like. And I don't. I'm coming to your house. It seems <laughs> like something I would do to print out this meme, but I don't remember doing it. So I don't know if I just saved it to my phone and it was an accident. <laughs> this was in with photos of your darling child. It's a question. Did you frame it? <laughs> I hung it on my fridge. Yeah. And then I hung it too low on one of the letter magnets. So I woke up this morning and the lady was walking around with it. <laughs> I do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how, you had these printed? So somebody at Walgreens was like, yes, cute baby. That's, what? That's the best part. <laughs> Nobody prints they see a lot. anymore. <laughs> they see a lot. I don't know if they've ever seen this. I've seen, when I used to work one hour photo, different kind of hot dog. <laughs> I, had to, I had to call oh, my no. manager. Oh, no. I did. I was like, am I allowed to skip this to them? What's the policy? I don't remember. I'm so traumatized. I think he, he said just like they ordered it, print. give it to them. But like the it used to be the giant machine and it would like print where customers could see because it was one of the things. So it was just like shoveling. You've lived such a life. There wasn't it, touching, it w- so I feel like it was okay. It was just like a... It wasn't a hot dog? Mm-mm. Was it a wiener dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, guy's okay. name was Richard Dick for short. Also, <laughs> bringing it back to Just Bud... <laughs> She would enjoy these ice cubes. I would. So you're a guest in my home anytime. <laughs> Thank you, Shaq. <laughs> and if you guys missed it, we recorded a really fun episode a few weeks ago with some friends of the podcast. We're calling it Oops All Heck, and we're just sitting down with people, not talking about marketing. It's really long, over two hours, having a lot of fun, and it's all to benefit the Buffalo 514 Survivors Fund, and this goes directly to the families of the victim of that horrible shooting that happened here in our hometown of Buffalo in May. So if you want to help us and give back to that awesome charity, please check out the episode. It is at buffalo.marketingoclock.com. You can donate as little as a dollar, and it's definitely going to a good cause. So thanks. Jess, what's going on in the news this week? All right, people of Earth. Elon Musk pulls out of the $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. That's a first. <laughs> why, you may ask? Does anyone want to take a stab? I didn't do a good job hiding the answer, but don't At why he doesn't, he doesn't want to buy Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Why he's trying to pull out? Um, he doesn't like the emojis. He wants better ones. Valid, I suppose. He, he can't afford it. I don't know. Can't afford it. Uh, it was called you, Shep. We have the same color on today, you two. Greg, any guesses why he's pulling out? I mean, I know what the answer is. It's yeah, fake. Okay. It's fake. It's fake accounts. And he said that this is because Twitter has failed to provide enough information on the number of spam and fake accounts. So the article also goes on to speculate other reasons that, you know, maybe it's not just the one thing. Stock market prices for tech giants are dropping. Tesla's own share price is taking a hit in light of his interest in the bird or just playing bit off more than he could chew. Who knows? But the bot thing, I feel like we've really, we may have tired the topic, but it could very well be it or a big piece of it. He claims that he has repeatedly been refused information about the number of bot accounts on Twitter which is why he wanted to terminate the deal. And according to this article, Twitter just said last week that it removes about 1 million spam accounts a day, which seems like a lot. I don't know if it's actually under that 5% of users. Who knows? But that does seem like a lot. But it also does seem like they're working on it actively. So what matters now, basically, is that Mr. Musk has to prove whether Twitter breached their agreement or not. So he may not even be able to back out of it. Who knows? But he's officially trying to, I guess, is the news here. Who knows? All right. And then in retaliation to Elon pulling out there, the Twitter team is suing 
Elon for backing out. And what they say is, less than three months later, Musk refuses to honor his obligations to Twitter and his stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interests, reads the lawsuit. Having mounted a public spectacle to put Twitter in play and having proposed and then signed a seller-friendly merger agreement, Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt his operations, destroy stockholder value, and walk away. And they're not wrong, right? Like, I think they're being a little overdramatic here. But people quit the mm -hmm. company over this. Like, at one point he said, turn the Twitter headquarters into, like, homeless apartments because nobody ever goes there. Like, he really, I, I, I am positive that people left. Like, there was a lot of damage done to this. And you sign something like that, you should have to pay for it. Sorry. Like just because, and like he got rid of all his like due diligence and everything. So I'm with Twitter on this. I don't think Elon ever really wanted to buy it. You've been saying that since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just, whatever. Like those are all very valid reasons. And you shouldn't be able to just say, I'm going to buy something. Everybody agree to it. And then you just go out there like putting poop emojis everywhere <laughs> and tanking the stock of the company and having people leave. It's just, that's not a, that's not the way that the world should work. I understand he's probably gonna get away with it and that's how everything happens. And anybody who's nice just loses, but that's what it is. So whatever, I'm, I'm with Twitter on this. And Jess Budd hasn't logged on to Twitter since all of this started. No, so. I also hadn't before that. So don't consider me a barometer. <laughs> Still blaming you. <laughs> okay, and next up this week, Google Ads Editor 2.1 has arrived. Boris Barrick at Boris Barrick broke the news via Twitter. He said Google Ads Editor just got a major upgrade and he has a screenshot of this new account overview page, which I think is the biggest change. And it opens as soon as you log in. And this is really awesome. It gives you more performance data than we've ever really seen in ads editor. You usually had to log online to see this. Um, so it's nice to have it in there. And you don't have to have both windows open if you're trying to look at things all at once. So it has those lovely tiles in the primary colors plus green that we were talking about last <laughs> week that you can now download online. But these ones are, they're not that ugly, like orangish yellow tone. It's like a nice pastel yellow. What do you guys think of this? They're very calming. I, I think mean, it's much improved. I love I, it. I like to have this, yes. I thought you meant the colors. Oh, of course. <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Boris's account is in German. So I, of course, saw this tweet and then I didn't have time to download it until the, the next day because I had so much work to do and my computer's slow. But so I was trying to poke around to see what everything was. Apparently in German, clicks are clicks, but with a K. I love it. Me Ooh. too. We need that for us. But then CPC is still CPC. Should be CPK. CPK. Or maybe it's California cost, Pizza Kitchen. Cost with a K. Do we see that here? We don't. KPK. KPK. I don't know. We'll have to ask the Germans. But Impressions is Impressio, or you think that's just cut off? I think I thought there was an N at the end. My screenshot's really small. I know I can't see. Everything's better in German, apparently. But I think clicks with a K is a really fun change that we should use here like in the that. US. So then I did look at this in my account. So basically the overview, overview page, it has those blocks at the top and then it has some tiles underneath 
with some really like useful insights in the blocks, kind of what you'd see on your account overview page. So it has like device information, um, like a campaign overview with metrics that you can shuffle around to see like impressions, clicks, and whether they're um, increasing or decreasing. They have a little bit of the auction insights in there that I don't know what you could really get from that. It's like so small and you can't really click to learn more. But then of course throughout, there's just recommendations all over the place. Like each recommendation gets its own tile. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be just bud right now. <laughs> they have this thing at the upper right. I can't even zoom in. No, you need glasses, Chef. You want to borrow mine? It's like top broken. Some it's a word I've never heard before, and it's like not targeting the display network, like things that I don't want to do. And it says you're doing this wrong, and you need to fix it. Like that's part of the recommendations. Top custom rules violations. Yeah, custom rules violations. That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. So they can't just give us a good thing. It has to be just peppered with recommendations. Okay, so Nicole Farley has the full write-up on Search Engine Land. So I'll just run through some of the highlights here. So it says table header recommendations are new, primary display status, overview recommendation cards. So I think that's what we just talked about. Um, warning dialogue for cross-account copy and paste. That's nice because I'm terrified that you can have two accounts open at once. And it's nice that it's going to tell you if you're accidentally doing something maybe. Um, it'll tell you if you're violating a line budget or bid strategy, video drive-through conversion campaigns, final URL expansion, which I, I'm convinced it has overrided for me, overridden for me in my performance max campaigns where I like downloaded it into editor. You can't change it, uploaded it, and all of a sudden URL expansion was on. So hopefully this fixes that. Um, global offers, more questions for lead forms, lead form extensions at the account level, and a budget explorer. So Lots of fun things to play around with. This seems more like a point oh than a point one. I'm loving the yeah, overview page. Yeah, this is page. huge. Um, but another negative. Boris said the first time he tried opening an account this morning, he got editor closed unexpectedly. So still a few kinks to work out there. With a K? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a C. <laughs> what else is happening? All right. In Google News, Google has some new advanced location options, according to Nicole Farley over on Search Engine Land for performance max campaigns. And now what you can do is you can target or exclude based on presence or interest. So people in, regularly in, or who have shown interest in your targeted locations or people who are regularly in your targeted locations. So that really mimics what the normal standard campaigns are. So that is a very nice element. And then Ginny, Marvin on her at ads liaison Twitter handle shared that there are five other items and there's a blog post that came out from Google that talked about number one, the big improvement that you can do to your performance max campaigns, optimization score. Imagine something as stupid as optimization <laughs> score on performance max. Wait, you can't change anything. It, what it can do is, you, I think you do new flip on new customer acquisition, basically. There you go. I'm okay. The big shock to me here is that it hasn't already had optimization score. I thought it did I didn't too. notice. I, mean, I won't like. I no thought it cares, already came. Right? Yeah. I think they announced it at GML, but I'm not sure. Either way, it's it's here. So, good luck with your three levers you can pull. All right. Next up, they say, number two, use new levers to steer automation. <laughs> I swear I didn't look at that. Based on your unique understanding of your business. So they're saying, 
It sounds really cool, right? Like you're going to be able to do something. Well, all you can do is put seasonality adjustments in. So if you think there's going to be a conversion rate drop or decline, you have no idea what people are searching for. So how could you I know? Mean, good luck with all this, but at least you can say there's a seasonality issue. Or if you had conversion issues, you can use data exclusions now. So you can say um, th exclude this data in your maximum performance BS engine. So BSE. <laughs> you can also gain a deeper transparency into performance with explanations. So you can see your ready to serve products changed. You'll get basic information and it's only for um, anything with a product feed. So if you have some issues with your product feed, I'd imagine that's where it comes into. And then there's diagnostic insights, which again, I believe that this one's only for um, anything with a feed there. So it, it, I'm not going to waste everybody's time whining about performance max. It's like 1% of a real campaign. So good luck. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from PPC Kirk at PPC Kirk on Twitter. And it was a response to PPC chat every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and audio version Thursday noon noon Eastern Standard Time the in Twitter spaces. And so Doug Tom, Doug R. Thomas Esquire. Is it, are you a lawyer if you say Esquire? I yes, know. but what is this handle? <laughs> Can I add Esquire Google. to my handle? Sure. Shep? Shep Esquire. Esquire. Shep Squire. Shep Squire. Oh. Anyway, Doug said, oof, I think in general PPC has lost its luster as an answer to a question. Clients are far more aware of its shortcomings, especially as they've seen CPCs rise and realize that the solutions never actually solve their marketing problems. I agree to marketing itself. It's a checkbox. So kind of shots fired at PPC, but um, Kirk came in and said, I've begun more and more valuing this in the quote tweet. And he goes on to say, I think our industry has been has to hit this point. We PPC advertisers offer a necessary professional service like an accountant. We're not miracle workers. I hope I don't get stoned for this on PPC chat, but you just can't be in the mindset of focusing on scaling with PPC as your prime channel. You have to push hard into higher risk, higher exposure demand gen stuff like YouTube, TikTok, Shark Tank, etc. I don't know. Where Shark, Shark Tank the show? I think so. Look what it did for Scrub Daddy. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to say, what I mean is it's time to see the need to hire a competent PPC pro as an important checkbox, but still more as a checkbox than obsessing over, eking out, scaling with it. I think the industry is changing enough where it's just hard to do that. Privacy plus automation. And then he finishes up saying, that's where agency hopping shows up. I always try to find the one who can figure it out and make it grow instead of looking to more risk gen branding efforts and using PPC to lock down the mid low funnel traffic coming through those top of funnel efforts. So I think he's right on a lot of that. I think the other thing that he's wrong on a little bit is there are so many companies that frankly stink 
at PPC and say that they do. And I think that that's an important thing too. You should have a checkbox and you should have somebody that can check it for you and tell you if your accounts are are doing well. Like if, if you're actually doing it. Like don't just check off PPC. If you have an account, call me. I'll do it for free and I'll tell you if you can check it off if you want to see that. Because so many people do PPC, do PPC mm-hmm. and it fucking sucks. And we get the account and you have to redo the entire thing. And it's like, you shouldn't just be, you, you need to have a checkbox of good job with my PPC. Good, then check that off. And depending on how you use PPC, it also goes into LinkedIn and you can use lead gen ads. It depends on how you describe everything, but I'm, I'm, I'm directionally with Kirk on this. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. I see why, my people, this is going to be a lot of reading here because Queen Jill Saskin-Gales, Queen of PPC TikTok, tweeted a thread this week that I just want to save to my bookmarks bar. It is your unofficial guide to Google Ads teams and jobs and what they mean because Mm. it makes no sense, people. Okay. Okay. Starting with Google Customer Solutions, a.k.a. GCS. This is the name of Google's scaled sales team. Google employees who do not need ads experience to get the job, but do get trained on the job. This is a sales team. There are things they must pitch. They should still be focused on your goals. Should. Hmm. Okay, next. Accelerated Growth Team, AGT. This is a part of GCS that's focused on scaling up AKA money in return for a non-legally binding agreement to spend a certain amount for a certain time, you receive a higher level of service, not support, service. I've had great experiences with AGT. Interesting. I don't know if I've heard of them. Actually, I think I have. Accelerated growth team. Yep. Okay. I have two for the record. Account strategist. This is the more junior role on a GCS team. The more senior role will have lead or executive in their title. More senior does not mean more Google Ads knowledges. knowledge. Strategists are actually in your account helping you achieve your goals. XX on behalf of Google. So <laughs> when someone just says they like they sign the email that way. This is a contractor, not a Google employee. They do not need ads experience, but do get trained on the job. In my experience, more like a support team than a sales team. Do not expect them to learn your biz goals. And then finally, oh, at the end, she just asks if there's anything people missed, Um, but she's a former Googler. So hopefully she knows what she's talking about. And a lot of these just talk about how they don't need ad experience. (laughs) I'll also say I've talked to people on Google at the highest up levels that have no interest in learning your biz goals and no interest whatsoever in doing anything other than what boxes they can check off. Mm-hmm. So take this with a grain of salt, but it's about at least the business goals. Side and it's things. like with any job, like a title is just a title. Like you could find an amazing person anywhere if they're the right person. So, but this is helpful. Thanks, Jill. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. Okay, we have kind of a light news this week. This week, it's not normal for us. So first in paid here, um, Diana Alina 
Aldea at Diana Alina Aldea on Twitter says, did you know that if you include search partners in Google, your ads can also show to people searching on YouTube? For this to be possible, you have to have landscape image extensions. I found this out today from a Google rep. I did know this. I didn't know you had to have the image extensions running, but I'm always mm -hmm. like super confused for a second when I'm on YouTube, especially on mobile. And the search ads at the top are like so big. But this is another reason why it would be nice to have an option to just have search partners and like isolate it or maybe have some placement control if you want to test that. Do you see it sound being called like search network? Oh, go. But that's maybe. the search network, I thought. Well, maybe I maybe I miss messed that. They're up. just trying to confuse us because they want everyone opted in. Hate it. Just want you to check a box. <laughs> theme of the day. Okay, Twitter ads is rolling out A/B testing and the ads API. Background: I do not dabble in Twitter ads any time recently. So it says you can test things like bid type, creative targeting, and more, which sounds great. Then I continue to read the article. It says, specifically, we're introducing a new endpoint, AB underscore tests, to be used for creating and structuring these tests. Then it proceeds to tell you like how you need to code to set up this experiment. And it just seems like a nightmare and not user-friendly. So something that just sounded amazing, I don't know. Good luck, everybody. And that's all we haven't paid, what's happening in organic. All right, first up, we have some more news for the tag team. Back again, check it, wreck it, let's begin. Tag on party people, it's not just for ads. Free listings in the house, auto tag, auto tag, and track. Woo! So, look up what this means. <laughs> for Merchant Center, you can now auto tag all shopping experiences, not just your ads. According to Google, you can now use auto tagging, or actually, this is according, not to Google, to Barry Schwartz, that you can now use auto tagging to view conversions for all free listings and free local listing experiences on Google. Previously, auto-tagging was only available for listings in the shopping tab. When used with a web analytics tool, you can use the conversion data to see how effective your listings perform. This is a big deal for e-commerce folks out there. You're now going to be able to see the difference and actually tag the, the, the journey and how those conversions happen, not just on ads, but on everything else, it's a huge upgrade. We have done the show when there was no shopping. I talked about it last week, I think. Love to see this. They're doing a great job. Kudos, 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 Google on this. All right. And next up, from my boy, Neil Mohan, <laughs> at Neil Mohan on Twitter. Best known for the video, Five Innovations Coming to YouTube in 2022, hashtag shorts, where Neil Mohan starts with a phone right up to his face. I want to just say something. This is a safe space, right? Mm -hmm. I Not for Neil. Oh, no, for Neil. Listen, I paid $30 for a temporary tattoo of Neil Mohan's face. And I was going to pretend I got a real tattoo, but the tattoo place set, and I was going to have it on here for the show, but the people said, like, it's too blurry. Here's what it would look like. And I go, that's perfect. Please send it to me. And they're like, no, it's too blurry. I'm like, no, I want that. And they refunded me my money <gasps> and wouldn't give me my Neil Mohan tattoo. So I'm going to have to go get a real one now. Wait a minute. You can, first of all, you can do that? Yes. On the internet? Yes. I will, I will, I will find the guy that said I can't get the Neil Mohan tattoo and I'll send it to you. It's too blurry? You, you could just print this and tape it to you. 
I was going to pretend I got a Neil Mohan tattoo. <laughs> I really would have been impressed. I appreciate that you put $30 into it. Anyway, I don't even know if I said what the news was, you but didn't. they have super chat and super stickers in Indonesia. Part of our effort to give global YouTube creators a way to connect with more viewers while building their business. But I just saw Neil and I just warmed my little heart. All right. From Colin McDermott at Colin McDermott on Twitter. Now for Google Publisher Center, you do not need full RSS feeds to show up. And Publisher Center can feed Google News. And he says, ICYMI, cease and desist. Google is dropping that requirement. So great to hear that. From the Wall Street Journal, Google is offering concessions to fend off U.S. antitrust lawsuit. That is the name of the article. We covered it kind of in depth on Edge of the Web, so you can go check that out if you want to. But basically... It's more to do with some of the properties that Google Ads shows things on. So if you have Google Ads, again, you are have AdSense on the publisher side of things, but then you're also controlling the auction. And the Wall Street Journal, and according to the EU, there are many people that are also worried about the fact that there's Google Ads, and that's also showing up on YouTube and that's the only way to show and run ads on YouTube. I don't get the YouTube side of things. That's a property that's owned by Google. I talk about again on Edge of the Web, but I make a YouTube ads then. Like nobody's yelling at, at Meta for having the only way to buy an Instagram be Meta. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why you have to use Google Ads and everything. They built Alphabet for this. They made this holding company and didn't do anything with it. Like make a YouTube ad. Make a alphabet ads i don't know like i don't i don't i don't understand any of it on the youtube side but i get the fact that you have the inventory on publishers and you control the auction and you don't disclose anything i get why that's an issue i don't really get what's going on in the eu with the with youtube but apparently like maybe they're going to let other people sell ads on youtube i don't know check it out over on the wsj all right we talked about this I don't know if it was last week or a few weeks ago, but Patrick Stocks over at Hrefs had a post about where the hidden information, about how much hidden information was in Search Console. So after that post, according to Barry Schwartz and Google, Barry says, on Friday, Google removed language from the Search Console help docs about anonymized queries being very rare. It is no longer very rare, and then I'll say it's some queries. So Patrick wrote this post, and now they're saying some queries. They shouldn't have said very rare in the beginning. They should just never say any. Like, this is why they don't tell you anything because mm-hmm. if they say very rare, somebody's going to write this big expose and it's going to be a whole thing. If you just wrote some, nobody's going to have a problem with that, right? Like how can you debate some? So anyway, they changed the, the actual content on the page. And here's what Patrick Stocks replied with. What I wanted, more data from marketers. What I got, a change to the documentation that still undersells how much data is missing. Some queries should at least say many queries. Sure. Sure. And Danny Sullivan from his at Danny Sullivan personal Twitter account responded, this part of documentation didn't change and was present when you did your study. If your site has a significant number of anonymized queries, whatever. You can go check it out. Patrick has a tweet. They're literally like the real housewives showing up to their union with receipts. Yeah, like a binder, right? A binder full of receipts? Mm -hmm. Got it. So who's Patrick? Swayze. Patrick could be really anyone. Monique. Everyone comes with receipts now. 
and they're getting older, so they have to bring their readers. Who's Danny Solomon? Um, in the Monique argument, she would be Giselle. He would be Giselle, <laughs> or would he it could be, be Andy. He could be Dixie D'Amelio. Why? She's not a housewife. Oh, she's not. Okay, wrong show. Who's Andy? She's the like host of the reunion. Old. Yeah, that guy. Andy Cohen. That's the one. The father of Lucy and Benjamin. <laughs> Gray hair, right? Mm -hmm. I know him. All right. Um, and from Tube Filter, Spotify video podcasts are rolling out to more countries, six new countries, Germany, Boris, you got it, France, <laughs> Italy, Spain, Brazil, and Mexico. And lastly, R-I-P-I-P-G-M-B. The GMB app, the Google My Business app, is no longer going to be supported. So you cannot go download it. You have or go use it. You have to manage on maps or you can manage on search. So if you're looking to change your company information, just search for your company in Google or just open up a map and then you can do it there. Because why would you want to be able to control a profile? in a place that was dedicated to it, even though you get chats and you get messages and it's a disaster. And that's it for me. What's happening in Social Button? I'm Help. just fuming over that because I had to recently access a business that I was given access to and I got the email alert and I deleted the email and then I just went to find it and I Googled the business name and then I clicked into the maps and then I ended up back in the search. It was the dumbest experience. Oh I should have God. screen recorded it. You never even open emails. What are you doing deleting them? Well, cause I understood what it was for. I'm like, yes, that's the access I needed. Thank you. I didn't th think about the value of a link in there. <clears throat> anyway, speaking of valuable, here's a data study from later blog. Back to the social news. How reels have impacted feed post performance. We looked at 81 million plus feed posts to find out. Sneaky eye emoji. Basically, they're saying what everybody already knew, right? Engagement in the feed is down across all. They have graphs. You can see them if you're watching us or you can read the article. They have graphs. Um, engagement is down significantly since 2019 for carousels, images, and videos. Video most significantly is down, which I is either because Instagram doesn't want you to do that, wants you to do reels, or because it's actually down and that's why they're saying, hey, let's just do reels because no one cares about video. Who knows? Um, but basically, the key takeaway is if you are seeing a drop-off, you're not alone. Embrace reels. They said it as Instagram isn't over. It's just changing. With every change comes an opportunity with the little celebration emoji, I feel like. <clears throat> it's nothing to celebrate. And, and the sad thing is, I bet if if there if this was all like in a vacuum and it wasn't skewed so much towards reels with the addition of reels like pretend it's 50 50 with posts and everything mm -hmm. and and it wasn't boosted i bet that posts would kick the crap out of reels because everybody is done with reels yeah yeah like people would still be engaging with them if they were yeah if you shake. could see a post you'd yeah. engage with it yeah yeah or an image post rather 44% decrease in average feed post engagement rate 2019 versus 2021. So. But I sent you such a good reel the other day. What was it? Remind me. The mom who said she only shows her kid educational content and then it was the Jersey Shore. I mean, that was good. I just assume that was a TikTok repurpose though. <laughs> Probably was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Instagram has apparently launched Instagram Live Producer where you can go live on Instagram using streaming software via your desktop. So if you're into that. We got a link. Go Remember check when it. live was a thing? Everybody's like, we got to be the first live. And then. Yeah. No one cares about live. Remember when you guys were live? Ugh. Ugh. I feel like we were, I wouldn't say better. The show is much improved, but we screwed up less, I think. 
because we knew we had we that pressure. We just didn't let it happen, yeah. yeah. Now I just take two-minute breaks to have a sip in the middle of my segment. <clears throat> All right, from social media today, Instagram launches the initial test of new creator marketplace influencer discovery platform. This is specific to Instagram. It's very similar to the brand collabs manager platform that Facebook has. So if you're looking for help on the influencer side, you can check that out. It looks really nice. Also from social media today, listen to this heck show. I am just going to quote Mr. Hutchinson here. Here are two new Instagram updates currently in testing, which we're categorizing under really or maybe you. No, thanks. Can't decide. Why won't he talk to us? I don't know. I feel like we would like each other, Andrew. We like him. We're just waiting for him to like us. Yeah. More glorious writing. The first is this abomination, which adds a notes shelf into your IG direct inbox where you could post status updates or whatever you wish to be shared with connections. We'll have a screenshot if you're looking at the video. It's literally just like posts at the top of your inbox. I don't get it. I don't get it. Abomination's a good word. It doesn't even make any sense. And then later on in the article, he goes on to say there's also this and has a screenshot um, from Alessandro Paluzzi. Basically, Instagram is experimenting with an option that would enable users to show ads on their profile. And I'm team PPC. I love ads, but that's crazy pants. I don't know. Do you think people are going to use that? So do you get paid? Can't tell. I, I'll do anything to get paid. It says payout account in here, so I feel like yes, but I'm sure there's some eligibility requirements for that. I just that, I don't know. I don't know. All right. <clears throat> Last up here in social from Twitter safety at Twitter safety. Sometimes you want to see yourself out. Take control of your mentions and leave a conversation with unmentioning now rolling out to everyone on all devices. We've talked about this a lot and it's been kind of a slow rollout to very specific folks. Um, it's global. So consider me clicking on leave this conversation. Yeah. We're done. We need it for iOS. <laughs> all right. Now into our segment segments. We've got what's up with that creepy Google AI bot? <laughs> and Shep and I are going to do a 20-minute reading again. Are you ready? I'm just joking, everybody. No. I'm going to tell you what's up with the Google AI bot. Google's allegedly sentient artificial intelligence has hired oh my an attorney. God. What? I'm According scared. An Esquire? <laughs> yes. They got Doug Esquire. <laughs> Giantfreakingrobot.com reported on this and... Apparently, there's a, a, a attorney now, so good luck, everybody. A real one or an AI one? I don't know. Do you think? I, I bet they'd hire a real one because that, that AI does seem sneaky. Yeah. Who wants to be that lawyer? Don't get the same lawyer as Jen Shaw. She just pleaded guilty. Also, we're not going to talk about the fact that giantfreakingrobot.com exists. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, just wondering. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, I was inspired by the Google Ad Script news last week and found out that a negative keyword conflict script is a thing. So it checks your account and sees if there's any negative keyword conflicts and will email you if there are. So. That's great since there's not a good reporting option for it in Google Ads. Greg? Um, for me, I've had some issues. I've been editing the show because Killer changed her career and I had really bad upload speed. So we had two weeks where things came out a little bit late, but we are now at this co-working place in Rochester where I 
live basically. And it's so <laughs> fast. The internet's so fast. It's awesome. And it's like, I just go there and it takes lightning speed, like lightning quick. And I've got the Wi-Fi password. And it's like one of those passwords is printed on a, like a business card. It's like that password ain't changing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like if I, I ever, if anybody ever needs like some, some good internet in Rochester, like let me know. <laughs> you're not going to tell the people you're going to keep it. Yeah, yeah no, keep I mean, it in your yeah, wallet yeah. in that business card. Yeah, don't slow it down for Greg, people. Um, for me, I've done some analysis with Hotjar. Haven't really dabbled in Clarity too much, but I usually am doing that for clients and accounts that I'm very close to. I was on the receiving end of a Clarity presentation today. Data by Sarah had a great analysis of some very specific pages that a client of ours is looking to redo, and just having fresh eyes on something like I'm too close to it to have done that objectively it did confirm a lot of things that we knew but also brought some ideas to light on how people are using these pages specific pages that we're looking at redoing on their website so I just think the takeaway here is fresh eyes right it just have somebody look at something for you that doesn't have that bias that maybe you do after years of working with someone and now for this week's cool tool as a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool will help you illuminate what you communicate. <laughs> and if you hadn't guessed, it's Loom, the video recording tool that is essentially built for today's hybrid workforce. You can easily record your screen and camera at the same time with an app or Chrome extension for a video message that lets you show and tell. It's perfect for those moments where you typically say, it'd be easier for me to just show you, let's jump on a screen share, but then you gotta schedule the thing. Mm-hmm. Who wants to do that when you can just record and explain? It takes away the hassle of logistics and it offers interactive features like timestamp comments, emoji reactions, and more to make the most out of your video, especially great if that video is gonna be shared out to multiple people around a team. So if anyone works for or with folks that aren't always in the same room, you should try Loom. (laughs) And you can, they offer a free trial. Uh, It's loom.com. And as always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on discord at community.marketingoclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Great to use with clients too. Greg loves it. I love it. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Dana Tommaso over on kickpoint.ca, and Dana has an article called Beyond Page Views, Evaluating Content Success. And Dana does a great job of breaking down what a page view actually is to Google Analytics, how you can better measure content success, understanding browser behavior, capturing the long-term popularity of content, if your content was actually read, and how to determine if the conversion was even possible. Um, and then lastly, how there are some success metrics in a report or dashboard that you can use. So if you are looking for a better insight into how hard your content is working, Check it out over on kickpoint.ca. Thank you, Dana. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Greg, what are you putting on the playlist today? I heard a song. Nobody's going to believe me that I heard this song, but because I'm, I'm so old. Or Should I go with a classic or should I go with a new, a new one? New. I'm worried it's mine, though. Okay. It's mm. not. It's GFY. 
by Black Bear with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know. It just came on my MGK. feed. And I'm like, oh, I like this. And then it's MGK. And like all the youngins in the office went to this MGK concert and are like freaking out about it. So I was trying to be cool. And they're like, oh, well, we already we know this song. So, <laughs> and it's really just Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Maggie. I just threw <laughs> under the bus. But GFY by Black Bear. What's that stand for? Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was good for you. Uh, no. You have so many edits to do. I'm worried about you. Okay. I will be going with That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. It's another song of the summer. <laughs> right, Jess? Absolutely. And, and right up there with it, Harper Valley PTA by Jeannie C. Riley. Okay. Did you just say words? Say that again. Harper Valley PTA, as in Parent Teachers Association. By Jeannie C. Riley. For some reason, I think I've heard of this. Is it related to John C. Riley? I wish. Okay. Equally epic in a different way. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot and Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. I have a new game. It's probably going to be a disaster. Okay, Greg is familiar with this concept. Jess is... Do you know what an apex mountain is? It's just from the show, it's right? It's like the biggest moment yes yeah okay so there's this uh, the ringer um big or what is it rewatchables yep. they do this thing where they're talking about a movie and they ask if it's the apex mountain for like the different actors mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give you the name of an actor and you're gonna say what you think their like biggest defining role is and i think part of the challenge here is we should try to be like simpatico like let's see if we can get the same answer what and we're all gonna say it at the same time how is it a game oh okay so like one, two, three, Titanic. Yeah. Okay. okay. Want to do, 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 do a sample one right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Wait, Titanic. You need oh, no. to uh, Okay. Here's the name of the actor. Ready? Okay. Actor's name, Ralph Macchio. Three, <laughs> two, one. Karate Kid. <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> like, I don't know. Karate Kid. Who is Ralph? <laughs> all right. I am. Christmas Story? That was part of the challenge. I like hope you guys know all these people. Yeah. That one threw me. Okay. 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 Here we go. That didn't count. (laughs) First person, Cameron Diaz. Ooh. Okay. And we're we're trying to like get it right. We want to match. Okay. Okay. So it's not personal opinion. It's what I think your personal opinions are. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. Shrek. Something about Mary. Shrek. (laughs) What? What? She's retired on Shrek. She's going to live on Shrek money her whole life. She's going to live on good Charlotte money. She's not even on the darn show. Show? <laughs> what show? Shrek. The, the Shreks. All the Shreks. She's in all of them. Who does she play? Do you ever, you ever seen her face on Shrek? <laughs> she doesn't need her face. This is the worst she game. Was, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Not she about was, the Cameron Diaz, but the yeah. thing before it that this game is going to be And Charlie's terrible. Angels is her best work, but no one was going to say I that. I do love that movie. She will send her grandchildren to college with Shrek money. Mark my words. Do you think good Charlotte holds a candle to the money she's breaking in from Shrek the 4th? Of course not. It was a joke. 
What's good Charlotte? She married like Benji or Joe? And then Nicole Kidman's married to, or Nicole. <laughs> Tom Cruise? Oh my God. No, okay. no, the other Hilton sister. I Nicole Richie. Okay, ready for our next one? I don't know. No. <laughs> Winona Ryder. One, two, three. Adam Scissorhands. Man. <laughs> I thought At least you, no one said Stranger Things. <laughs> I thought you might go Girl Interrupted. Oh, shoot. That is a top hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's Beetlejuice, Do you like Edward Scissorhands? I've seen it like once or twice. It's fine. It's I good. Like She's never been in a flop. Okay. I feel like she was more of a star in that than Beetlejuice. I feel like Beetlejuice is Michael Keaton. Yeah. And what's her face? It sings Deo. What is her name? Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not Wynonna's movie, but it's... Winona. The best movie Winona's in. But you watch it every year, so I feel like it gets a lot of... When do you watch Beetlejuice? Halloween. Christmas time. <laughs> one, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Ewan McGregor. This sparked the game on my couch last oh, night. Oh. I don't even know if it's the right actor, but we can go. One. Do you have yours, Jess? No, he's in so many things. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, Gattacus. Is he in Gattaca? He is, isn't he? Is that Ethan Hawke? I don't know. Here, we got to look at Oh, no, it might have been not him. I don't know who's in Gattaca. He's fantastic in Star Wars. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is Ethan Hawke, so you're disqualified. (laughs) And the correct answer was robots. What is robots? It's animated. Stop with these. How (laughs) do you even know? This is the guy from robots. He just, he's. The, the reason Star Wars is the answer is because everyone remembers the terrible acting. And then oh, no. he's just better in the show now. I was thinking of Jude Law. They look the same to me. Ewan McGregor and Jude Law? Yeah. Different hair color, but I could see. I couldn't name one movie that Ewan McGregor is in. He's never in seen a lot a of movies. Never seen one he's of his like movies. Well, isn't he Fromo too or whatever? What name one mean? Name one movie he's in. Star Wars. He's never seen it. in the Lord of the Rings. Never he? seen it. Frodo? Name another thing he's in. Yeah. He's in Robots. Never seen it. He's in a lot. He has like I've a never huge, seen a movie that Ewan McGregor is in. His number one is a movie I've never heard of about um, drugs. <laughs> What's the name of that movie? Oh, wait. I'm thinking Train of Elijah Spotting. Wood, maybe. Oh, okay. Elijah Wood. That's Moulin his... Rouge? He was in Moulin oh, Rouge? Oh, yeah. Train spot. If he's in Train Spotting, that's that's the number one. Um, You're all oh, Christopher Robin. He was. Okay. What's next? Okay. Next <laughs> we have Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Oh, this is hard. Shoot. <laughs> I think there's only one. No, there's at least two. Greg, can you name any? Yes, okay. I'm just trying to think. Like what is Because mine best? is different than other ones, mm. <laughs> Okay, nobody say Deep Blue Sea, but he was really good in that. Who's ever Until heard of that? eaten by the shark. That's the best. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, ready? Um, wait, no, I can't think of this name, the Oscar. Sorry. You can look it up. Oh. Oh yeah, that's good. Don't point. look up his eye. Like, look up the name of the movie. Yeah, I just I need the name of the. Oh, I don't like know why torn. I can't think of the freaking name of the movie. Okay, I got He's it. He's in several Ready? of my favorite movies. One, two, three. Snakes Pulp on Fiction. a plane. Fiction. You couldn't think of Pulp Snakes Fiction. on a plane. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, listeners. Yeah, right. At least Die Hard with a Vengeance is better than that. Was my second choice. Also, the best Die Hard franchise. Snakes on a plane. He's one line in that film. But he is that film. He is. He has a lot fiction. of lines in that film. He's got wallets named after Say him. Say what again, motherfucker. Yeah. Bleep okay. coming mm-hmm. to Mr. Editor. They got cheeseburgers and what? Right? Isn't that what he says? 
Okay, ready? Nicolas Cage. Mm. Oh, mm. There's two answers. You really have a lot of work coming for you with the editing. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's two swears. Now. Ready? No, not ready. I need to think about this. Okay, I got it. You have six seconds. One, <laughs> two, three. Face gone off. in 60 seconds. I said Gone six. in 60 <laughs> seconds? She told me I had six what seconds. What did you say? What did you say? Like Mulan Roots? Oh my God. National treasure, one or two. Nobody. It's face off. There was nothing it, but in face off. And the only thing you could right. say that might not be would be Con Air. Because he, oh, he led with that movie. Oh, he led with that movie. No. And that's where he's got the long yeah, hair. Yeah, the flowing. long hair. What's the other one that's not Con Air? The Rock? Oh, I chose poorly. <laughs> yeah, this what is are a you good doing? Game. Oh, can I change mine to Con Air? <laughs> I just think face off was one such... step. Like Con Air set it up and then face off, like. That was like the yeah. apex. Face Off could be his best acting, actually. He was great. Oh, like, amazing. And then you couldn't even tell who it was. When I know. It was such crazy. a good John Travolta. Okay. Mm. Are you guys up for one more? Absolutely. Okay. Play this all day. Screw the news. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> one, two, three. We Boogie bought Nights. a zoo. He's not in Boogie Nights. The Funky Bunch. <laughs> that was his Who's in Boogie Nights then? Um, John Travolta. John Travolta. What am I? Th- no, he's okay. in Saturday Night Fever. Mark Who's Wahlberg in is the Bostonian. Mark Wahlberg. Marky. He was Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch, right? Yeah. That's my answer. Ted. Ooh. He's in Ted. And we Wal- bought a zoo. Wahlburgers. You're- you, you, you all are, are absolutely nuts. He was nominated for Best Actor for Boogie Nights. Oscar nominated actor for Boogie Nights. I thought that a was. A picture that was nominated for Best Picture. I thought that was John Travolta. Yeah, but that was Saturday Night Fever. We were wrong about that. Can we end on a different person? That was broken. That broke um, Okay, what <laughs> about... This isn't an animated film. <laughs> what about Robert De Niro? Okay. Or would you rather do Will Smith? Let's do both. Okay. Robert De Niro. One, two, three. The Tensor Driver. <laughs> or is it just Taxi? What did you say? The Intern. Robert De Niro and Anna Hathaway came out in 2015. <laughs> Raging Bull is supposed to be like one of the best movies ever made. Okay, you want to do Will Smith? Yes. Ready? One, two, three. Men in Black. What was yours? I'm Legend. Mm, I just had to think of something fast. Yeah, I think people really dig that. It's Men in Black though, for sure. Do you know okay. that I'm a Legend, the end actually is not the end of the book. They swapped it and made it absolutely the opposite. Spoiler. Yeah. You don't read the book and you don't watch a movie. <laughs> Did you read the book? No. <laughs> I actually think I started the movie. It was a little boring. I feel like it got heavy fast. I remember. What did you say for Will Smith? Shark Tale. Okay, well, this was obviously a great game. Everyone's new favorite. And we'll see you next week. Or won't. <laughs> <laughs>